Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,335. Today, I'm talking with a young woman who's the future of automotive restoration. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Houston, Texas, with a very special guest by the name of Taylor Coverdale. Taylor, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to put the pedal to the metal mark. All right. We're going to have some fun today. Now, before I introduce you and we get into what you're doing with your life, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Taylor? I feel like there's a lot of things many people don't know about me, but I feel like a lot of people don't know that I am a nerd. I genuinely (laughs) love school. (laughs) I love school and I love learning new things every day. Well, that's awesome. So important in life. I think uh, the minute we all stop learning through either reading or educating ourselves or so forth is the end because, uh, man, there's a lot to learn out there, isn't there? Yes, there is plenty. You learn something new every day. Absolutely. Well, that's very cool. I like that. Well, let me introduce you and we're going to dive into what you're doing. Taylor Coverdale is a graduate from Salem County Vocational Technical School and attends the Universal Technical Institute, where she continues her education in collision repair. Taylor is the 2023 Tech Force Foundation's Grand Prize winner of the Future Tech's Rock Awards. <laughs> Congratulations. Tech Force has honored the most engaged, promising, and passionate students enrolled in transportation technician educational programs across the country, and Taylor's the winner this year. While she was attending SCVT, her focus was on mechanics and it was a collision course that changed her focus where she discovered a passion for painting. After graduating UTI, Taylor plans on moving back to New Jersey to start her own business in custom motorcycles. Very cool. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, so give them a little love. They keep the lights on here and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. 
They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson? the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. So, uh, Taylor, we're back. So what I want to talk about first is this cool award. I mean, Tech Force's grand prize winner of the Future Tech's Rock Awards. Congratulations, young lady. What does this mean to you? Thank you, thank you. First and foremost, I'd like to say that it, it means a whole lot to me. I'd like to start off by saying that it makes me feel like I'm an inspiration to others. Nice. You are, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Ben Peoples is the person I talked to winning that scholarship. And he told me I was the first woman to ever win it. Whoa. Well, there you go. Another milestone. That's very cool. Yes. And I feel like just being the first person to do anything is a great accomplishment. Being the first woman to win something so spectacular is just a phenomenal feeling. No doubt. It helps add to my goal of inspiring other women that we can do it no matter what. Well, it, you know, it's very cool. And of course, I've had uh, Jennifer Mayer on this show. She's the CEO of Tech Force Foundation. So uh, no doubt she's very proud of what you've done as well. And I'll remind our listeners, you know, I've had over 350, maybe close to 400 women on the show now that are in the automotive sector. It's a really growing field for young women and even women uh, that may be a little older that want to get into the field. Uh, and that begs the question, as you go into what you're doing, has have you seen more women involved in the school that you're attending and the interest that maybe that you're garnering and other friends and peers that are going, wait a minute, I mean, that's a career path that's viable? I'd like to say yes. It's slowly growing. There's a lot of intimidation, though. Hmm. Being a woman in the field, you have to uplift the other women. It's not a competition between one another. You have to be supportive of one another, and you have to be supportive of the guys in the industry, too. Well, it just comes down to being a good person and yeah. uh, helping everybody around you. And, and those are, are really science, Taylor, of a leader, uh, which is great because a lot of people need to learn that later on versus me versus we and that together we can succeed versus just me trying to <laughs> succeed and beat out everybody else. But you have a great attitude about that. When was uh, or at what point did you realize that this was a career path you wanted to take? Because you're you're very young. So a lot of people can't figure out what they're doing until they're in their, their midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. So my senior year in high school, I got accepted into the VOTEC and I wanted to be a mechanic. My parents were like, oh, you just want to do that for the side. And I was like, okay, sure. Let me get my knowledge. So I did. And then it came down to the fact of I ended up doing two years of the, the VOTEC. So my parents sat down with me and they were like, you have to figure out what you're doing. 
<laughs> so I made a little triangle. Yeah, so I made a little triangle of what I wanted to do. It went three separate ways to join the army or the forces, to be a therapist, or to pursue my career in painting, or in collision, rather. Okay. So I was like, you know what, let me test this out. Let me put in an application to UTI. I talked to my high school instructor, Mike Nickerson, and he was like, Taylor, you're going to go so far, not just because you're a woman in the trade, but just because you are a talented, eager, and just you're, you're wanting to do it. And people who want will receive, and they will... They will just succeed. Nice guidance. Yeah. Him saying that just really, it really made me put it in first gear and go. So I got accepted. Uh, we went through the process and I ended up in Houston, Texas from New Jersey. <laughs> well, that's a pretty cool story. And it sounds like you got wonderful parents who are very supportive of your concept of what your life is going to be because a lot of us parents i'm a parent too you kind of have an idea of what you hope your children are going to be but sometimes you have to step back and let well all the time you should step back and let them decide unless they're making very poor choices but we're not going down that path today is to just let them find their passion and it seems like that's what you've done I have, and I am very thankful for my parents. I think they were a little skeptical, though. I don't think they were expecting me to take this path, but I feel like once they saw me being persistent and having a goal and making it come true, making a dream come true and setting it as a goal, I think they, I, well, I know they are very proud of me, and they will, they have been continuing to support me through every step of the way, wow. from scholarships to helping me move down here to helping me get back up, helping me get my first paint done or what have you. They are my number one supporters. <laughs> well, you're very fortunate. That's very cool. It's hard to hard to let your kids go. And I know when my daughter headed off to college, uh, we did that three-day drive because she was 1,500 miles away. And as a dad and having a daughter, that was a tough deal. Uh, I, I, that day I had to walk away and leave her in that dorm. I cried like a little baby. <laughs> it even surprised me. I'm like, wow. But you know what? <laughs> You've made some wonderful choices, it sounds like, and having that support so important. When you think about what you're doing, and I wanted you to talk about this revelation you had. You were in mechanics thinking that was your path, and you had to take a collision course that you weren't so happy about, but it opened up your eyes, didn't it? It did. Yeah, tell us about that. So when I got accepted into Votech, I tried for my freshman year. So it took me until my senior year to get in just for mechanics. And I was like, yeah, my dad's a mechanic. I want to be a mechanic. I love cars. You know, I was like, yeah, mechanic. So I learned after I got accepted that I had to take the collision course. And I was, I was really upset, you know, like the hostility, I guess, from mechanics to people who work in body work. They're like, oh, I don't want to touch the body work, you know. <laughs> so I found myself having to take it. And, you know, I picked it up. I've always been, I'd like they say, artistic from drawing to face painting with my mom during the summers to just being, having that artistic outlook on everything. So I started picking up the gun, the paint gun, and I started laying down the paint. And I just, I loved it. I loved the feeling of seeing something go from nothing to that something that everyone likes. Yeah. So as in collision, I processed to the next year and my teacher, Mike, uh, Mr. Nickerson, he really helped me. He was like, you got this, you got this. So I was helping paint other people's vehicles. I was painting, you know, some of the vehicles that were coming into the school. And I just enhanced my painting skills and I love it. 
I love it so much. <laughs> well, it's a good lesson for anybody out there that even if you think you might not like something, give it a try because it may change the course of your life. Uh, always good to try new things and do things that are maybe taking you out of your comfort zone. So it sounds like that's exactly what happened to you. You have mentioned many people here during the first part of our talk that sounds like have been very influential mentors in your life. Uh, are there a couple that you want to talk about a little bit more about that have really stood out? I, mean, I know your parents are key. Yeah, actually. So I have, well, my mom and dad, of course. My grandparents, they're so supportive as well. But the one person who's really like stuck it out and helped me a lot would be my high school instructor, Mike Nickerson. He is just a phenomenal person. He will do anything to help anyone. And if he sees that star in someone or just a spark in anyone, he will guide you. For example, the collision center at my high school wasn't all that. It was not that people didn't like collision. People didn't want to be there. Once he came in, he turned that whole collision program all the way around. I'm, don't quote me, but I believe they have more people or students rather in the collision sector than they do the mechanic side. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do that helped you see the potential there? So we are allowed in that high school, we, are, we were allowed to bring in our own vehicles. So I started off, I brought in my motorcycle pins. And he guided me through the process of that. He was like, Taylor, you got it. I would get down on myself from running clear. I did not like doing clear coat. I mean, I could do it, but I always ran it. He taught me. He was he was patient. And he he helped me so much with that. And then the second year I came in, I brought in my 1985 Fox Body Mustang as a roller. And I'm terrible at body work. <laughs> I can't do body work. But he... He was like, Taylor, you got this. This is fine. This is fine. He guided me to the way of making sure the car was straight because I wanted to be different and delete the molding on it. And he taught me how to get it straight. And it wasn't like he did it for me. You know, he told me what to do. He showed me. And then I did it. And then he confirmed that it was correct. You know, nice. he will do that with any student, any student, any student that needs help, any person that needs help. You name it. Great person to have. A wonderful teacher. If you were going to advise other young people who were trying to figure out how to get into a career, specifically in the automotive industry, and this could be, there's so many aspects of the automotive industry, what would you say to them so that they could figure out their passion? I would say, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> I love, I love, I really love that saying. I do. Because I was definitely knocking it before I tried it. And I mean, you see where I turned out. I helped with the younger students in the class and they asked me, Taylor, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Why are you so like strict on yourself? And why do you like doing that? Cause, and then I replied, I see a passion in myself and I see something that I'm good at. So I'm going to exercise to be even better at it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, see, you're already an inspiration to others. And that's pretty <laughs> cool deal considering uh, where you are at this point in your life. I like to talk about challenges, though. And I'd love for you to share a challenge that really pushed you perhaps to the limit. But more importantly, as you look back on it now, you're glad you went through that difficult time because it taught you a really valuable lesson. I would like to touch back on my Fox body. Like I said before, 
I'm not good at body work. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely terrible. <laughs> but I know what bad and good body work looks like. So I did that car by myself with the help of my instructor. And it was a very big challenge for me because I got very down on myself because it was repetitive. I kept standing the same part and it wasn't getting straight. So that was really hard. But another thing is, is getting a job in a shop as a student. <laughs> that, that's that been very difficult, actually. Now, what do you mean by that, getting a job in the shop? In in a shop? Is that what you mean? Yeah, in a shop. Oh, okay. With with a actual uh, repair shop or, or restoration facility, something like that. Yes, yes. I find it that it's very hard for students to be able to get the experience as they're in school to gain that knowledge and experience for when they graduate. I'm thankful enough that I had the shop experience in school, in high school, before I had came down to Texas. And I also worked in a shop as I was in New Jersey. But the struggle is out here in Houston, I just have a hard time finding an employer that will hire me as I am a student. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, that's always the challenge, I think, in any type of career path. I wish there were more companies that had the ability to do an apprentice program. And I've talked with several people, especially big-time shops, uh, Phil Riley's shop, Bruce Canapa shop, where they, they say, you know, it's a challenge for us too because we would love to integrate young people into this business so we have people coming into it as older people retire out. However, when somebody has a million-dollar car in here, they really don't want somebody that don't doesn't have the experience touching their car. And so there's that balance going on. But I'm, I'm hoping that there are some ways that that can occur. Uh, sometimes you got to start by just sweeping the floors, though, right? Yeah, and I'm 100% okay with that. And that goes back, that touches back on the conversation of keep your mind open, keep an open mind going into this. You will start off sweeping floors. You will be the person to go and grab the sandpaper for the veteran tech, you know? And that is okay. You have to start somewhere. Well, sure. It's even like in construction. You got to do that grunt work, you know, uh, haul the all the <laughs> stuff off the field, fill the dump truck, take it to the dump. Uh, but being in that environment, if you're a hard worker, uh, the people around you will start to see that. And if you do every job that you do with enthusiasm and try to be the best junk hauler you can be or floor sweeper you can be, and, and you know, it's just like anything. Uh, you just have to make an effort and be good and people will see that and they'll be helpful. I have no doubt uh, you will find that position. You know, I want to talk about a special vehicle story in your life because, well, actually, I'm going to back up here a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about bucket list because I mentioned in the last of your intro of your ultimate goal at this point in your life. You mentioned going back to New Jersey and starting a motorcycle shop. What is that all about? Oh, I know. It's it's funny because I'm in collision. You think I want to be around cars. Well, <laughs> bi- do. Bikes, do, cars. bikes do crash once in a while. They do. They do. Or people drop them. I am guilty of dropping my own motorcycle. It happens to the best of us, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But... I have been really into airbrushing and custom paint, and I really enjoyed painting my motorcycle tins. And what's better than combining two things you very you love very much and making it a dream, or yeah, making it a dream. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, is that I would like to take my skill set and 
enhance that with my love of motorcycles and painting and put them both together. That is my ideal goal in life is to own my own custom motorcycle shop. Very cool. Noble goal. I have no doubt that you will get there. Let's talk about a special vehicle. Now, you've mentioned that you've had a motorcycle, the Fox Body, Mustang. Is there one specific vehicle in your life that really stands out? And if so, tell us one story about that ride. There is. There is actually, Mark. So my first vehicle was a 1995 OBS Ford. Okay. And yes, yes, yes. So there's a reason I say that because it was just my favorite vehicle ever. And it was, I learned how to drive a manual in that. Good for you. So it was a five speed. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And the thing that stood out about it is that it was lime green. Okay. It was the brightest green that you could ever imagine. It, a lot of people called it the booger. Okay. (laughs) But I I like to call it the, (laughs) not the greatest name, not the greatest name, but I like to call it Slimer. It's name was Slimer to me. And the special part (laughs) <laughs> it's like they do it off of Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's that green. It, it was, it's outrageous. I believe I sent, attached a photo to it to you. You did. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> and, and for those of you out there that may not be OBS, uh, old body style is what that stands for. I know most of you listeners probably know that, but just so you, if you don't. But <laughs> yeah, it's a very classic looking for truck. Yes. And I think the special thing that stands about Schleimer that stands out so much about it is that. My mom, my dad, and I built it. And a lot of my uncles and a lot of people, important people in my life, helped me with that. Nice. But big shout out to my mom for wrapping the truck because it was wrapped in vinyl. Oh, it was. Oh, and she, okay. Yes, it was. And she challenged herself so much. It wasn't just a learning experience for me or my dad or my uncles. It was a big learning experience for my mom as well because she challenged herself day and night to wrap my truck to make sure it was perfect for my 17th birthday when I got my life. Wow. Well, pretty cool. Now, is that a 5.0 side marker I see on that thing? Yes, it was. It was a 5.0 V8, and it was just so beautiful. It was four-wheel drive, too. It was just it was just stunning all the way around, and I feel like everyone says this about their first vehicle or their first truck. I should have never sold it. I should have never sold it. Yeah, you keep saying was, and I'm like, oh, what happened? But I'm, I'm glad I was hoping it wasn't an accident or anything. Uh, so you sold that vehicle. But uh, Slimer, well, Slimer's living on somewhere else, sliming the roads, I guess. Is what it's doing, so. Yeah, pretty cool car. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist here. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here. If you were reincarnated or reintrucinated or manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, though. This is how you perceive the lady in the mirror. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Oh, that, that that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it's probably something no one's ever asked you. No, I don't think I've ever thought about it. Well, I help people kind of get through this uh, this emotional section of cars, yeah, let's call it that, by first, <laughs> first starting with how you perceive yourself. Uh, and a lot of people have answered this in many different ways, hardworking, more technical, more lackadaisical, more wild, more crazy, whatever it might be. But that implies certain types of vehicles, sometimes stereotypes in vehicles, but uh, more importantly, the relationship that vehicle has to you as a person. So maybe we start with, uh, is it a truck or a car? Hmm. Or or a motorcycle or a motorcycle. I'd say it'd have to be a motorcycle, like an old school, like an old school bobber, if you will. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. Real loud and obnoxious. (laughs) 
Well, I was going to yes. say why, and you just answered the question. So, <laughs> allow me <Yes>. to <laughs> Well, because I like to say, I like to say I'm an old soul, if you will, and I, I'm very, I'm loud and obnoxious. That's just who I am. I am very <laughs> fun to be around. I'd like to say, but yeah, you see that, and you're like, wow, that thing stands out, and I feel like I give that perception to anyone. Nice. I like it. Very nice answer to that. See, not that hard. A uh, great answer to that question. I think you're the only old school bobber motorcycle who's been on the show as well. So, makes you rather unique. How about a great book? Oh, nice. that yeah. How about a great book you'd like to share? I'd like to say um, "How to Stop Worrying and Start Living" by Dale Carnegie. Ah, nice. Important book. Uh, what was the key element about that book that you love so much? Well, it just for me. It gave me the aspect of stop, well, stop being closed minded, really. It taught me how to cope with like life and just take obstacles as it's coming and stay open minded to the new course that life has for me. You know, great book for young people uh, because there's so many pressures these days on young people that never existed even back when I was young. I mean, just you just take social media as one huge distraction that can be very, very harmful in many ways. It can also be helpful if you use it in the right way um, that creates so much angst and anxiety. And luckily these days we talk more and more about mental health issues and people are more open to the concept that that is a health issue and it should be addressed and people should talk about it. It shouldn't be something hidden away. Uh, because it can affect people in many ways. But that is a great book. Uh, you make me smile. Dale Carnegie and his books, uh, super, super helpful. And, and it leads me to another question, which I think you probably are a person that thinks this way. What are some ways that you like to help others and give back? Um, I'd like to just be there for people. Like, if you need advice, I will answer your questions. Like, I'm not saying I've been in this, especially with this, like, um, career path. I'm not saying I've been this for 50 years and I can teach you everything I know. I've been in it about three to four years now. And if a young person is like, hey, can you help explain this to me? I will help in the best way I can to teach you different ways. Well, that's commendable. And we're going to mention this at the end, but I'll throw it in here. Taylor has a, uh, a new Facebook page that is set up for her career path and what she's doing, a more professional site. And uh, she promises me she's going to be opening a LinkedIn account too. So uh, see, I added the pressure there, young lady. But uh, I think that's important too. And those are ways people can connect and reach out to you when they want to ask you questions about how to get into this field as well. So there you go. Nice thinking. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I'm a bit of an enabler here, which means I'm going to provide you with any cool ride you would like. Could be a bike, motorcycle, car, truck, whatever it is. You can take it anywhere. But here's the key part. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past that's no longer with us, which opens up a world of opportunity. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Um, A few people come to mind, but the one person that stands out is Jesse Combs. She has been such an inspiration to me i actually didn't know about her until i was scrolling through facebook and something came up about her and she's just a big inspiration for women in the field and to me myself and may she rest in peace yeah but she is just a phenomenal person i've watched videos of her interviews of her and she just seems like such a light to be around 
she was a wonderful person. She's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, I had the the pleasure in honor of meeting her in an event that I was uh, brought into MC, and I had a whole stage full of women in the automotive sector, and she was one of the guests there. And I'll tell you, seeing her in all the videos and her presence before is pretty strong. But when you meet her, she's even more than what you think she is uh, in person. Uh, wonderful person, but great inspiration. So what are you guys going to be driving in if you're driving with Jesse? I'd like to go on one of her fast track cars. <laughs> like I just watched the video the other day and she was like, I did like 440 miles an hour. And I was like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Setting land speed records and so forth. So, well, that would be fun. I don't know how much talking you could do when you're going 400 miles an hour, but, uh, you know, maybe afterwards you can sit down and, and have a, uh, a nice chat and, uh, listen to all the inspiration that she has. But yeah, she's one of the special people in the world and obviously so sad to have lost her at that point in her life, but, uh, she continues to inspire today. So that's a great sign of somebody who really was all about supporting and helping people. So sounds like a wonderful trip. So before I let you go, you've taken us on a wonderful trip today. And, and I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with me today. And also a hearty congratulations for a most, most wonderful award that you got from Tech Force. Could you leave us with some words of inspiration or maybe a success quote of some kind? Oh, so this is my favorite quote. I actually have a tattoo of it. Okay. It's a quote by Coco Bain, and it says, I'd rather be hated for who I am than love who I am not. <laughs> this really goes out. <laughs> I know, I know. And this just means a lot to me because it be who you want to be, and it doesn't matter where it lands you, you know? Be that person in the shop that is committed to your job, who loves what they do, and don't let anyone bring you down. Like, you can hate me. You can hate me all you want. You can hate on me for all I care, but... Don't get in my way. My path is clear and you're in my rear view, you know? <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. How can people learn more about you? And obviously, I'll put a link also to TechForce Foundation's website so people can learn more about TechForce. But how can people learn more about you, Taylor? I'd say I have a, well, I'm going to attach, I'm going to send my LinkedIn to you. But I have a Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, um, Coverdale Customs. That keeps a lot of my followers up to date on what I'm doing and feel free to reach out to ask any questions. Cool. And by the way, listeners, and you'll see it on Taylor's show notes page, Taylor spells her first name rather uniquely, T-A-E-L-E-R, last name Coverdale. Uh, But if you go to the Cars website and just type her name into the search bar, T-A-E-L-E-R, she's the only Taylor on the show that spells her name that way, you'll find all of these links. You can follow along with her. And we had a nice little talk before we started this show about uh, setting up a LinkedIn page. She's going to have that set up by the time the show goes live. So you can follow her there and connect with her there. It's a nice professional setting for people as well. So I'll make sure that all of those are listed. And I want to do a quick shout out to Emily and Mike at TechForce Foundation for introducing me to Taylor. Um, I'll remind you that we've had the president CEO, Jennifer Mayer, on the show as well. You can go back and listen to her show. Wonderful organization. If you're a young person or an older person, or you know of somebody that wants to get into the trade, check out Tech Force. They do a lot of wonderful things for people. Taylor, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. Uh, you are on your way to a wonderful life, young lady. And so you and I talk again. I will see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. And Again, thank you, Tech Force, for allowing me to win that scholarship and all of the people in my life that I've been following. I am very honored to be on Cars Yeah, and 
I hope we can have another conversation sooner or later down the line. I think so. When you open that motorcycle shop, we'll come back and we'll talk again then. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Cool. You rock, Taylor. Thanks so much. Thank you. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the U.S. are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young men and women to consider these viable career paths. Karja knows that women make great techs. I've interviewed a lot of them, so we support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Tech Rocks initiative to ensure women see themselves in this profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.